Hey, what's up everybody? It's Hakeem Mitchell back here with Trayvon Barnes, the, the lead guy, the head of the game, more to the game. And today we got Jalen Bradley, his vet in the game, coming from Oral Roberts to a couple of different G League teams, am I correct? I played one year in the G League, I got cut my second year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's more than I've had, so hey. <laughs> and now he's playing overseas as well, so with a few years of experience, we're definitely, definitely excited to see and just hear his different um, stories. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and throw, it right, throw the ball right in your lap, man, let you get, get it started. Man, I've got a lot of crazy stories from overseas, and I guess the, the first thing that I always tell people is just, it's not even really about basketball a lot of times. It's just about being able to deal with all the stuff off the court and living away from home dealing with stuff that you never thought you would ever have to deal with. Everyone thinks it's just like, hey, I'm just going to be the best man. I'm going to outwork people. But a lot of times it comes mm -hmm. down to who you know, what opportunities you actually get. So just the whole business side of the game has been very eye-opening to me my first couple years pro. Mm -hmm. So which uh, different countries have you been in so far? I played my first year in the G League, then I went to Lithuania the second year. After Lithuania, I went to Australia in the summer. Um, the next year, I went to Portugal for half the year. Then I finished in Georgia, which was just March. So I enjoyed Georgia, mm -hmm. so I came back for this year. So okay, okay. Four countries. So this is your fourth year. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is just a little off the side um, convo, but how was Australia? Because I heard nothing but great things about Australia. He, he picked up on it, but I talk about it a lot. Um, <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> Australia was it, was, it was really like vacation. It's an off-season league. We only practice twice a week. And so instead of sitting at home during the summers and doing workouts, it's, you know, a league to play during the summer. And they don't overwork you. They told me to work out like it's an off-season to focus on my main mm -hmm. season. But I lived 100 meters from the beach, maybe maybe less than 100 meters, 100 meters, maybe 90. So I walked. I, went to, I, I swam in the ocean literally every day. I don't think I missed more than five days. So it was it was truly paradise and vacation and amazing weather, amazing people. I tell people yeah. this. They they say they don't like it when I say this in Australia, but Australia felt like the 51st state. It didn't feel like a foreign country. They spoke our language. Mm -hmm. They were into mm -hmm. what we're into. They listened to our music. And so there is a lot of, I don't know, a lot of love being in Australia compared to like Europe where people are different, different cultures, different language. Sometimes Amer or the Americans aren't liked. So I liked Australia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That's really cool. So what made you come back to Georgia? Are you saying that you really enjoyed it? Well, um, the, the gym that we go lift at, yeah, um, that's... Okay. That was the owner of my team last year, and he was great. Like, I'm not a needy guy, but he was always like, do you need anything? Is everything okay? I want your experience in Georgia to be good. I want you to go tell people that you like Georgia. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've been to Europe three other times, and it was not this. <laughs> and they, they, um, the style of play on my team last year, um, they let me play my game, and other countries I've been to, it slow it down run a set every single time and I kind of got frustrated with that but here mm -hmm. in Georgia they let me play my game and I noticed a lot of other Americans doing the same thing so I figured it would kind of be the same this year so that's why I came back and the All crazy right, so part 
Hold on, kid. The crazy part about that is our former teammate, Jermaine, a.k.a. Mano, is going to yeah. his team that he was on last year in uh, Georgia. So, okay. it's like really a small world. Yeah. He's going to be on the podcast a, next, actually. So, that's all he will be on the podcast world. next. And, <laughs> and everything over here is like incredibly cheap. I'm, I tell people I'm eating pretty good quality meals for two, three dollars, unless mm -hmm. I order on the app, which it ups the price a little bit. But when you go walk to a place, you can get a meal, it's, it feels like you're stealing. It's so cheap. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> stupid cheap over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say right now, I go to Chick Fil A, you spending twelve, fourteen, fifteen dollars every single meal. Oh, it's hurting the pockets right now, especially I forgot to be so. <laughs> taxing on the food. Good eats, though. It's good eats. Good eats, <laughs> man. So, besides the good eats, what else do you have for us? Besides, like this whole season's about crazy stories, so I gotta hear at least at least two, at least two of your craziest stories from all your times overseas and college and everything. Okay, well, the first story that comes to mind is when I was in Australia and in Portugal, a lot of my teammates had other jobs. Mm -hmm. So they would leave, you know, a lot of them were teachers in Australia. They would leave work and come to practice at night, which I'm giving up everything to go pursue a professional basketball career. And for them, it's more of a hobby. Mm -hmm. when, I was in, when I was in um, Portugal, a lot of them were actually farmers. <laughs> <laughs> and and week. So, <laughs> week. So, so in Portugal, it's right by Spain, so they do the running of the bulls, right? You know, mm -hmm. the famous with the streets, with the cobblestone um, yeah. bricks on the, yeah. on the ground, and the bulls are running. One of my teammates was like the best one in town, and he used to do that, like big strong brute dude. <laughs> I didn't know you could be good at that. I did not know you could be good at running from the bulls, but hey. <laughs> I don't know. He did, he, they talked about it all the time. So they would, we'd always have practice at eight o'clock at night mm -hmm. in Australia and Portugal and Lithuania because they would all have jobs and they would leave, you know, their work day to come to practice at night. So, so that's that's one crazy story is that like all the Americans, um, yeah. There's a lot of us that could probably be making more money doing other things than pursuing a professional basketball career, mm -hmm. and we're chasing our dreams while our teammates are having other jobs <laughs> yeah two jobs crazy to me and then uh i'll share it because what the heck when i was in lithuania every situation is different every club is different every country is different um but i'll say that my club specifically in lithuania i don't want to put a blanket on the whole country but my club specifically wasn't very great in lithuania it's kind of a bad experience and there was three americans and uh it's kind of like us versus them in the locker room after the game. I'll kind of keep it at that. <laughs> so it wasn't good. Like, they didn't really like us. We didn't really like them. We kind of got into it to the point where it was, you know, yeah. we were getting after it a little bit. So, so he was fighting with the Wainians after the game. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that I was swinging or anything, but, you know, it was <laughs> a little bit of that. Right, it's so really say, crazy. Basically, he said that <laughs> the Americans were stuck over Lithuania with all the people, and after the games, they had to fight for their lives. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at it like that, people. That's basically how it went down in Lithuania. And and just being overseas has opened me up to like basketball can't be the end all be all because I ended up buying a plane ticket in the middle of the night and left. 
and didn't tell the team, just left. Because I told myself, if this is what professional basketball is for me, I'll be happy doing something else. And that was the first time in my life I've had the humility, or whatever the word is, to say that I, I might have to be done if this is what it is. I, I assumed there was better situations, but it opened me up to not putting all my eggs in one basket. Basketball is no longer my end-all be-all. So that, that taught me that. So. It really mm -hmm. is crazy how there can be so much friction within the team just because of where you're from. I, Situation I is 80% of it. Yeah. So you saying that you didn't put all your eggs in one basket for basketball, so what, where are your other eggs at? What's that other basket for you? Yeah, so I started a personal business to, to teach people how to invest. And that's actually gone from a hobby and like doing something out of the goodness of my heart to like a genuine, like a real business. Like I'm making more money through subscriptions to my stock group, teaching people how to invest than I am with basketball. So that's one way. Um, and just having a mind to think of other ideas. So if basketball does end, what I could do to have a good life. So I've dabbled in other things that I don't take as seriously as the stock group because the stock group is pretty legit at this point. But I've done like skills training. Um, I've substitute taught before I went overseas like in August and September. Before I left in like October or November, I would substitute teach. Um, all you have to do in Nebraska is have a four-year degree, a college degree, and you can substitute. So I've done a bunch of other things and, and just taking time to, to think. Um, they say that you do better with plan A if you have plan B. A lot of people say only have plan A because then you're only going to give it your all to plan A. But there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure if you only have plan A. So I learned to, it's okay to have plan B because statistics show that you do better with plan A. So I'm just always thinking and doing stuff like that. But at this point, I'm kind of running with the stock group. At, it's going well, so, and I enjoy it. So That, that actually brings me to a funny story that's not basketball related. So, uh, Kenyon knows that I, I was really getting into investing later in my college career. Like I had, I was a finance major, yeah. so I had a, a investment class my senior year, and my investment teacher, I didn't, I didn't know at the time, but he was basically his investment style was high risk gambling. Mm -hmm. So, um, he told me about this company, well, the class. I'm pretty sure like it was low key. You could get in trouble for, for it because. He was telling us basically the investment of his company. Yeah. And it was called Tilray. Tilray. Tilray was at, I, it was like at 150, somewhere between $150 to $200 a stock at that, at that time. And now it's like, it got as low as like $6, I think. So it was, he basically told people to invest in that and they damn near lost all their money. They yeah. I'm glad because I was going to invest into it. But I was just getting into it and I was trying to get my fidelity set up and I had to do it through paper at that time so it took me a little while. And by the time I got it set up, I realized it's not something I want to invest in. So I definitely could have got burned right there. <laughs> Perfect timing for you not to invest into it. <laughs> yeah, hey. That's why you got to have, you know, quality information, you know. That's, that's, a, that's why it's a good thing you're doing your busy putting out quality information. Because I don't care how, you know, whatever your, your, your status is, your teacher, your long-term investor, you have to understand things for yourself. So having people that can, you know, elocute those points to you is definitely imperative for you as an investor. Yeah, definitely. I, with my stock group, I don't just tell people which stocks to buy. I try to, like, teach them the 
how the whole market works, not just this stock, just by the stock, because that's dangerous. You put all your eggs in one stock, you can get burned, right? So just building a portfolio and buying index funds so you're diversified, like there's a whole there's a whole system. It's not as hard as you think, but there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. So I always tell people, learn, then earn. Facts, facts, you definitely gotta learn, definitely. So how many hours would you say, because I know a lot of people that feel like if they have a professional basketball career or football career that they can't do other things and I know that's not true, but how many hours would you yeah. say you put in a week? Um, well, for me, for me, I would say maybe two hours a day, maybe a little bit less. Um, when I'm sometimes I'm I go back and forth between doing some trading and just letting my money sit in investments. I do both. I have separate accounts, but when I'm doing some day trading and stuff like that, I'll probably be spending two hours a day just making charts and all that stuff. But when I'm teaching people the basics, like you can look at it for a minute a week. All you got to do is transfer your money into your account and buy more. And that's what long-term investing is. You don't really look. So me personally, I love it. So I'm on it a lot. I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's actually really, really cool. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, is there any, anything else, Jalen Bradley, that you would like to shout out? You would like to say, thank you. Thank you for watching anything. Um, thanks for watching. You guys are watching a great channel. Um, spend your time learning and following the right people. That's that's a big deal in life. If you spend all your time watching stuff that doesn't do anything for you, it's kind of a waste of your time. And it, you, know, I, you are what you feed yourself with. You're feeding yourself with good knowledge and you're hearing good voices. So stuff like this versus love and hip hop is probably the way to go. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of a better example, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. For sure. We definitely appreciate you for coming on. Definitely appreciate your stories. I'm still thinking about the farmers, man. Dudes was farming and then they go to the gym and you get a hoop in for a couple of hours. Man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely appreciate it, man. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. But uh, y'all can check out uh, his page at Smart Sense, C E N T S. It'll, it'll be on the screen. It'll be on Instagram. You'll see it. You'll, you'll have the link. You know, it'll be all over. It's, it's on the screen right now. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. We're grateful. Uh, to again, to the man with the plan, Trayvon Barnes. He's setting everything up. I'm just, I'm just a face, but he really setting everything up. So, <laughs> more to the game, family. We're gonna see y'all next episode. And thank you for tuning in. Trey, you can go ahead and run it, man. Thank you, everyone, for watching another episode of the Off Ball Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow us on the Anchor app, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'll be back next week with more content.